Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Hello, hello, hello. Come in, come in, come in. And welcome back to that time I started a podcast to read trash manga with my friends. And actually, most of them were trash, but some of them weren't. A.K.A. Our Last Crusade or The Rise of a New Trash Manga. A.K.A. The Trash Manga Friends Podcast. That's right. We're back again for episode nine, I do believe. And that can only... Yep, and that can only mean one thing. As always, I am joined by the awesome friends and trash manga delvers, Mike and Phil. Hi, and your uh, your light novel title this week is weirdly appropriate for the uh, the subject matter at hand. That's the joke. Oh, it's, I get it now. It is, in fact, the exact title of what we did this time. Uh, okay, it's not the exact title. It's a parody. Of okay, yes, yeah, sorry, title. I've parodied the exact title, but it's... It's more, I went through my list, because I've got a great big list I defined after the first episode or two of these things, and I went, oh, I've actually parodied this exact one. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, use that one then. <laughs> That's an easy right. Oh, it's like, it's like you're saying that this one's not, shouldn't be taken seriously. It's like, it's, it's parody worth, worthy. It's, it's more, this is the first one we've done with a nonsense gibberish light novel title. <clears throat> Surprising, so, really. No. no, no, no. Really? Yes. Yeah, we've not we've not done one with a stupid title yet, to my knowledge. That's surprising. Like yeah. the ethics one was a mouthful, but it wasn't really. That was more stupid. just a, a yeah. weird translation rather than a stupidly long descriptive yeah. title. It wasn't a light novel title. Yeah, for now we begin ethics. Sort of works as a title, whereas this one, yeah, it doesn't. But we'll get to that in a moment. In a moment. Uh, if you've not listened before, firstly, hi, welcome. And uh, this is a podcast where we read about two volumes worth of whatever manga Phil has pulled out of the trash can for us for this ass, episode. Yes. I... Oh. <laughs> Please. I, call, I call Phil's ass the trash can. My God, he's, <laughs> damn, how much has he got up there? Mike, it's not played, it is Saturday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give it all away. Oh, it's Thursday. <laughs> Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this goes live in like two minutes after we finish recording, completely unedited. Sure. (laughs) I hope not. Christ. (laughs) But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we're going to spend the next uh, hour, hour and a half or so dissecting those two volumes, talking about what we liked, talking a lot more about what we didn't like, (laughs) and uh, then giving our kind of overall opinions at the end, which should probably take five minutes, but if the last episode is anything to go off, it takes about half an hour. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've, uh, no problem. We, we have been letting the times go a bit with this, haven't we? I think our first episode was... Our first about, episode was about an hour, just a crisp hour. Yeah, it was like then, 55 minutes or something, like just under. Yeah, and, and then they've... It's been ballooning ever since. Like It's getting to the world's point where... We're, we're two hours long on these things. We're, we're not two hours. We haven't hit that yet. I think um, solo leveling sounds is like a challenge. <laughs> Can it? Please no. Like no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I want to eat sometime today after this podcast. You can <laughs> in two hours. Right. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Oh my god. Right. Yeah. Okay. That that counts as banter. Fuck it. We're moving on. <laughs> Wait, no, we need to insult Bleach ten more times. Oh, thanks, buddy. Oh, no, no, you don't, because Burn the Witch is out in, like, a week or... Sorry, as we're recording, Burn the Witch is out in, like, a week or two, 
as this is live, it, there's several chapters already, and you can bet I'm reading them right now. Cause... So what I'm hearing is, like, next episode? <laughs> um, not quite. I mean, you've got to give it some time. to. We need, like, two volumes worth of content, so, you know. Uh, from what I've heard, there's only four chapters of it anyway. No, it has, I mean, they're doing an anime, so there has to be more content than that, surely. Mm. We'll, we'll find, well, we'll find out. You already know. But, um, yeah, look, look forward to that at some point, because I am a massive Taikubo fan, and I will happily buy anything that man sells. Woo! So, anyway, yeah, this episode, we're talking about Our Last Crusader, or The Rise of a New World, or in Japanese... Kimi Toboko no Saigo no Senju, Ariwa Sekai ga Hajimaru Saizen, or Kimizen for short, because I, yeah, like, how would you say that in normal conversation? Because who's got time for that, really? Yeah, pretty much. Like, oh, are you reading Kimi Toboko no Saigo come back? <laughs> That's got nothing to do with how long the title was. They just heard the first <laughs> syllable and like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, they're talking about that shit again. <laughs> <laughs> again? <laughs> How often do you... No, no, just trust me. This is a good one, I swear. Oh, my God. Right, yeah. No, so I... She's 100 years old, I swear. There's, there's, there's at least one of those characters in this. So it was originally a light novel, as you can probably guess from the 20-year title. Uh, so, yeah, it started as a light novel back in May 2017, with the manga version starting in May 2018. Uh, it's several genres, but mainly fantasy action and romance. Uh, the writer is Kei Suzane, who has done both the light novel and the manga version, and he's also wrote some other stuff, which I've never heard of. And the artist is Okama, who has also done a bunch of stuff, which I've never heard of. I probably should have linked you to this beforehand, Phil, so you can let me know if any of them are actually noteworthy. But I didn't recognize any of them, so... I mean, nothing I recognize yeah. off the top of my head. Fair enough. Hey, and... you didn't ask if I recognized them. Go on, Mike. Do you, do you recognise any of the works involved by those people? No. <laughs> but it's I nice mean, to be included. Not why, read, why, uh... why did you bother, Mike? Why did you bother, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> nice to be included. Carry uh, on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if, you, uh, if you're interested in checking this out for yourself, good news, you can in several ways. So Yen Press have licensed both the light novel and the manga. There are two volumes of manga out and three volumes of the light novel out. Uh, the next volume should be coming out for each of those uh, about the month where this goes live, so September at some point. But if you're like, no, I don't want to see that. I want to see it animated. Good news. It's currently scheduled to come in the full 2020 season, so starting in October. Silverlink are going to be doing the anime, although uh, I don't know yet if it'll be on Crunchyroll or Funimation or Amazon or somewhere else. Uh, it's a bit early. As we're recording this, it's still August, so it's a bit early for um, providers to start picking up shows. We're also still assuming it's airing in fall. That's true. But uh, hey, if it has been picked up by someone, and if it is confirmed, then you can look on down in the show notes while I'll have put a link to it so you can support the official release. But uh, enough enough of me. I need, I need to give my throat a rest. So Phil, tell us about Kimi Toboko no Saigo no Senju Ariwa Sakai ga Hajimaru Saizen. God, he's a mouthful, and Sorry about yeah. what now? Uh, our last crusader. A <laughs> uh, 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 who now? Or the rise of a new world. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's... Sorry. It... Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, how could I not know that one just off the top of my... <laughs> no. This one is about a story set in a world in which two countries have been at war for about a hundred years. 
the Empire, a militaristic nation, and to continue the rather mouthful of names, mm -hmm. uh, the Nebulous Royal Household Agency as the other country. Yeah. Why you would call that your country, I don't know. Yeah, or, it, uh, I'm hoping that's a mistranslation because that just it's weird. I've just, yeah. I'm, I must admit, in all my notes, I've the Empire, that's an easy name, so I've just called it the Empire. Yes. And the other the one, Empire. I've just called Magic Kingdom. Sure. And then at some point, I got bored of typing that, so I just wrote Disney. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all this right. ain't your daddy's Disney. Uh, in any case, uh, about 100 years ago, a war began when deep underground an energy that was later called star spirits was discovered mm. uh star spirits apparently energy which are spirits i guess i guess living humans and those that have spirits in them have a bright birthmark appear on their body and along with that they can wield something akin to magic uh so they were later called witches as such the empire you know kind of not liking the fact people can suddenly use magic was like, yeah, let's kill them. Which led to a rather large revolt and one particularly powerful witch, uh, by the name of Nebulous, funnily enough, went and killed a whole lot of people because, you know, they were trying to kill them. And went and formed her own country. And this is about 100 years ago in our world. And our story revolves around Two people, one from each country. It follows Iska, who is a sacred apostle of the Empire. And another name I'm not going to even bother trying to pronounce the full name of, otherwise known as Alice. Alice. <laughs> Alice, yep. Alice. I don't even uh, know how you say it for that. It's like Alicezil. Alicezil. Yeah, I'm not going to Alice even Elise. try. That's a lot of L's and I's and E's. A, the princess of the witch country, also known as the Witch of Frozen Calamity, a very powerful witch as uh, she is, well, she is a princess. She is descended from the original great witch, the founder. She's a granddaughter, right, if I remember? Uh, yes, I think so. If, it, if, if they mention it, it's only like a one-off. Yeah. Um, but in any case... A story revolves around these two as well let's let's go from there let's let's discuss oh, I have a much better explanation for the story okay, okay. much better description okay Shoot. um storio storio wherefore out art thou storio oh yes i yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um it it's it's meant to be i'm guessing I'm just guessing here I'm guessing it's meant to be a play on the Romeo and Juliet style of storytelling i don't know if it's meant to be a play but i know when even when i was first suggesting i was like this is basically romeo and juliet because yeah it's like oh no they're from two warring countries but ah uh, they don't want to kill each other and actually they're kind of basically just wanting to bang each other at some point i bet yeah how convenient that he is a strapping young lad and she is a big titty anime girl how convenient who is also a princess who is also a princess yeah a magical girl princess Look, all right uh, i won't take this slander against kirito i mean iska <laughs> how dare you hey yeah, hey just... no iska has like a semblance of a personality unlike kirito it, it actually oh. does <laughs> like no he actually does have some 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 plot threads and 
I'm I'm going to start somewhat positively. Start oh, you are? Positively. Okay, cool. I'm going to start. I was worried I was going to have to cut you off of my opening positive thing before no, you no, started. But... There is some characterization in this for your main characters. Some. <laughs> There's not a lot. <laughs> But there's some, which frankly, I think the bar has just been lowered. I was going to so say, this much. is a, after, after, after Maruko and Grand Blue. This is a massive oh, step up. Fucking <laughs> hell, Grand Blue. <laughs> there's, there is some characterization. You actually do see some nicer character traits with our main characters. But yeah, then they're, they're very, they're good. They're clearly good people who you want to root for and support. Sure, sure. But uh, it pretty much goes downhill from there. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll I'll say one of the nice things as well. So, based off um, of the long explanation Phil gave, there's quite a lot of world building in this, and it's kind of refreshing after a lot of what we've read that they've actually, like, admittedly, a lot of it doesn't really play into what we read in the first two volumes. Like, it's this is the structure of the empire. This is the structure of um, Dis I'm going to keep saying Disney. What is it? It's nebulous. Uh, Neb the Country of Witches or Nebulous, yeah. Ne nebulous, okay. Magical Kingdom. It's, uh, Which won't, won't it's, get confusing at all when we start talking about Nebulous. Well, it's because it is the Nebulous Royal Household Agency, so it is named after her. Cool. Mm. So, yeah, but there's, like, Disney. So there's a lot of, uh, like, set up on, like, the structures and the political systems in those both of those places. And it's, don't get me wrong, as I say, it doesn't impact a lot of what we read, but it's certainly nice to set up for the future, and it provides a little bit like small layers of intrigue and interest that we haven't seen in a lot of what we've covered in this show. I mean, uh, it, does, it does come up a bit because so the, the end goal of both of these two characters is they, they want peace effectively. Um, they, they want the war to end. It's been going on for a hundred years and no one's letting up because each country wants to destroy the other for pretty much the same reason the whole war started. Well, that's the thing. We seem to be at the point now where they're just continuing the war for the sake of continuing the war. Like, we hate them. That's why we continue this war. Yeah, kind of. That's what happens when you war for 100 years. Pretty much. But, um... Take that, France. So, <laughs> so, our two main characters both want peace, and they're trying to figure out how to go about it. And I know at one point when they're fighting, um... They're talking about how they want to take like the other person hostage effectively or take them as a servant or whatever. Yes. Uh, to broke peace with the other side's government. And I know Iska goes, Yeah, if I if I switch over, it's not really gonna matter. I'm a cog in the machine. If even if you manage to get like one of um I think he calls them the grand apostles, I think they're called. Well he is on the well, way no, he's one. he's a holy apostle, which is like their soldiers, I guess. Oh, like is there an actual like difference? Soldiers. Oh my god! Yes, I didn't, I didn't pick up you, on that. <laughs> then you have the grand apostles, who are basically like their top lawmakers, like the eight shadow men, as it were. Yeah, the weird shadow men that seem to just sort of be there. Yeah, the the stereotypical anime trope of like, oh, these people are bad. We can't see any of their features, but they're passing all the laws. They are evil because we say they're evil because yeah. they are evil. Hey, no, nah, they've never said they're evil. How dare you? Uh, like he, he actually straight up says, even if you managed to get one of them, it would make no difference to the Empire because he would just be replaced immediately. And actually, probably quite a few people in the Empire would be happy because they all suddenly start moving upwards. Yeah. And, yeah. I think my main issues with this story 
is actually the other way from what you said. Because you, you said you liked the world building. I think yes. there was too goddamn much world building. It sunk into heavy, heavy exposition so quickly. And couple that with the very busy art style, it became so hard to read. Like, I was so bored by the end of, like, chapter two or three already. It's like, oh, my God, I don't care. Do something. <laughs> it just, it's just like, oh, and this works this way. This works this way. This works this way. Fantastic. But fucking do something. And it just goes on and on like that. And then you get this weird boredom-based whiplash of first you get all of this exposition like oh my god i'm so bored and then really well done action scene like oh okay that's happening and then it's just a bunch of characters you don't give a shit about starting to talk like oh really you thought the action scenes were good okay i good in the sense <laughs> of they were dynamically drawn and you could see the levels of power at play I mean, good in a technical uh, sense, not in a, I actually like looking in at In an artistic sense. sense. Yeah. I, I thought the action scenes were pretty poorly done. Like, it was hard to track anything that was going on. It just well, felt like wibbly-woo to me. I, I will also say I had a lot of face blindness with this one. Sure. Like, outside of Iska, because he is pretty much the only male character. Yeah. Like, there is one other guy, but... He's irrelevant. Let's oh, I, I straight up at first, when we were reading this, within like the first chapter, they're setting up this one nugget of backstory for Iska, who I kept reading the name as Isekai, and it was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an Isekai, Mike. <laughs> it's Nobody not, got but... hit by a truck. <laughs> Nobody wanted to get stronger, so I smashed the face into a desk. Uh, <laughs> there's, yeah, um, you get this one nugget of backstory where... Um, Iska, this is right at the beginning, but Iska, the main character, he goes and frees a witch because apparently the country has a policy of locking up anyone who has displayed even the remotest amount of magical power or something, which, considering yeah. the context, makes a lot of sense. And then, uh, just at that moment, he's like walking into this dungeon and he's got this, uh, he's going to free this, what they call a witch. And I'm just thinking, Phil, what kind of lolly porn shit have you signed me up for this week? It's like you I'm, get this. I'm going to say no, but then there's a character we need to discuss at another point. But uh, no, I yeah, I never got at least from that part. I never got that kind of vibe from this. Like with the exception of one character, it's mostly above the board in terms of sexuality. Uh, mm, 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 mm. Mm. We we do that. There, there is the uh, Iska's captain. Yeah, that's the one character. Oh, I I thought you were referring to uh, Nebulous. That I mean, Nebulous has an interesting <laughs> wardrobe, but <laughs> interesting is a, a word you can use for most of the wardrobe. Yeah, like uh, what I mean, the captain. It, it's one thing for the captain to be irrelevant because she's irrelevant. She appears more than some of the people in this, but she's sure. relevant. But her defining characteristic, as shown from pretty much her first appearance, is so she's she's twenty two, honest anime titties. <laughs> pretty yep. much, yeah. I was I was building to it, the but yeah, swinging anime titties. Yep, high school DXD style. They're jiggling around, out of control. Yep, like and it's ev pretty every panel. It's just yeah. Jiggle. 
Yep. Pretty much her defining trait on any panel she's in is either her boobs are doing something crazy or that's the focus. And then there's a scene where she accidentally gives the lead her bra or a bra she bought. <laughs> yep. When she's like, here, have these tickets. It's like, you've given me a bra. <laughs> yeah, like, no, how do you... Sean, the tickets were in the bra. Right, oh, why didn't she take why? them out? <laughs> why did she pop them there in the first place? <laughs> that too. At that point, because there was, like, there's a long section between the initial action scene and then anything of consequence happening. And I'm talking, like, it's a six-chapter arc of you don't give a shit. Hey. <laughs> And during that time, I admittedly was like drifting off a bit, just like kind of scrolling, like, yeah, I'm reading this, whatever. And then suddenly the guy goes like, he goes like, oh, here's a bra. Like, why? <laughs> that just came out of nowhere. At Pretty no much. point would you make that mistake. <laughs> like ever. How? How would you make that mistake? It's not like you were just like fumbling Jesus around, not Captain. really. Not really like looking, for, <laughs> just like trying to grab the thing from a shelf or something, and like, oh, here's this thing. Oh, it's a bra. Who, who could have not made that mistake? No, it's just it comes out of nowhere. Did you also notice the cunning segue where you go from that <laughs> yes. scene to then focusing on the bra of Alice as she's bathing? Yes, yes, I did. Now I'm gonna Genius. say, so I'm gonna <laughs> say something <laughs> that's really out there, right? Right. Okay. Say, I like boobs. What hang oh you it's it's madness, I know. It's crazy crazy over there. However, why? (laughs) Why (laughs) any of this? I was like, yeah, they're boobs. Cool. (laughs) You know, 50% of the population have them. Then it's not that big a deal. (laughs) What the fuck is the deal with focusing? You know what is big though? (laughs) (laughs) Them big swinging titties. I going to say they're 50% of her population. Uh, <laughs> it's like, no. why? I don't mind implicitly mind fan service, but I wouldn't even say this is fan service. This is... Oh, it's just, definitely fan service. Well, it's just pointing out they exist. It's I feel just like there weird. has to be a line. Yeah. It's just weird, because I, like, you're not... A kid in Japan isn't going to be like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, look, like, at look at that. At a, certain, <laughs> at a certain point, just watch porn. Like, why would you buy this manga for that? Because uh, I have to imagine that's why yeah. that that's why they do it. They have to like try and hook in a particular. Well, that's the, I don't know. Audience. Be, is that how it's written in the light novel? Like, is writer horny <laughs> on main? I don't know. <laughs> do, do they spend several paragraphs detailing the particular pendulum physics of the cleavage? <laughs> Like, yes, and they swung back and forth to greater pensity. Like, but what? it's even it's even more frustrating because her cat like she's cause she's the captain as well, so in theory, sure. she's the leader of this squad, so she Absolutely, should be important. Yeah. She's not. She's utterly like she and the rest of this squad, except our lead Iska, utterly irrelevant. Like they're introduced, they're established. Hell, Iska asks for them when he's freed from prison. He's like, No, I want I want these guys. So you're like, oh man. Uh, just point out you just mentioned when he's freed from prison. We've not actually discussed this yet. We haven't, but because it's not really. He's he's imprisoned for he freed the witch. He was imprisoned, them and they're like, wait, yeah. no, we need him because he's the super special. He, he was so imprisoned for life, and they let him out in a year. One year later, because he's too special. Every character, every character in this thing is irrelevant. No, every character. Like, no, it's like, okay, so I get the point. It's not necessarily about it being a fight of the week action no. manga. It's not meant to be that, but it is framed like that a little bit. But 
So that's how the, the action. The idea is, is meant to be about bringing peace between these two warring countries. The magical shit is, yeah, yeah, like it, it, it's the magical girls part of it and the swordsman, magical swords, whatever thing is actually kind of irrelevant because it's ultimately meant to be a story about two countries coming together under one banner. It's is the idea, and, two, and yeah. the way they're framing that is in a very shonen way of, um. Yeah, what they're, they're doing. There are shonen fights with yeah. shonen powers. And been there, seen that, etc. I, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as to say they're all irrelevant. Like, obviously, Isco and Alice aren't the leads, but like, as I said, the squad is sure, and then they introduce another character who's like their overseer or something, who appears in that scene, and then one other scene, and then never again. So I have no idea why they're even introduced. Um, I can't remember their name. I don't think they're even on your list of characters, Phil, which is how irrelevant they are. No, I didn't bother pointing on because what we've read yet, just they yeah. make they appear in two scenes. They yeah, pretty much. Two scenes, I think, and that's about it. One of which is to go, hey, I now uh, command your squad, kind of thing. I'm in this story now. <laughs> Bye. And then, and then in another scene to go, hey, Iska, the Grand Apostles want you. Yeah. It's like, go. I don't get why they're yeah. established as a character like so um i will say though they've probably got a role data down the line yeah you know all of them, them do then. kind of get involved a bit more later on so i think at the time of recording there's about three or four volumes out in japan there are so, 26 chapters so presumably 26 four chapters. volumes so yeah about four volumes um they do Definitely become more relevant later on. I say more relevant. Like they well, do they couldn't become involved. less. <laughs> yes. uh, one of them has a very notable thing happen. I'll not bother mentioning. Oh shit, one dies. Got it. No, cool. No. <laughs> um, but all, all the characters do become a bit more relevant, get a bit more involved in the story, but largely, yeah, from what we've read, it's just like, these people are here and... <clears throat> Who cares? Yeah, that's that's pretty much the one defining character trait of everyone in this. This character exists. Yeah, because they're like, here's <laughs> this it. guy, he's a sniper, here's this gal, she's an engineer, and then literally in the first fight, Iska's like, go away. <laughs> yeah, he, he desperately <laughs> wants to assemble his A-team and then doesn't utilize any of them for any reason. <laughs> like, why, why, why were they here? <laughs> They even set it up in such a way to make it look like a whole team's going to be needed for this because we've come across a a, a coven of magic users. He's like, nah, just I have special I just, swords. I bought them all <laughs> in one blow. <laughs> I have special swords, therefore I win. Yeah, I mean, one like at least one of the side characters, so Rin, Alice's maid, yeah. gets development put into her in these two. Volumes. Yeah, she she gets a bit more than everyone else. She appears more often. She's usually in any scene Alice is in. Pretty much. I can't think of any she's not, in fact. Uh, she's not there for the art gallery, because Alice uh, sneaks out yeah. for that. But yeah, otherwise she's almost always with Alice. Something that really drove me up the wall with this one. Okay, so go for it. The whole, like. whole, whole premise of this manga, as we say, it's sort of like two warring countries. It's I'm going to keep calling it Romeo and Juliet because it's Romeo and Juliet. I don't care. Sure. Even if they're not wanting to bang each other at the moment, that's how it's going to go. I can't. I mean, help. They're, 100%. They're, yes. they're getting there. Uh, 
But well, this is this is even more apparent because this is my main complaint here. So, in this world, there is what they've called a neutral city. There's multiple things. Yeah, between the countries, there's a neutral city, and whenever you go there, no violence is allowed. If you're from, you've got to hand in all your weapons. You're not allowed to use magic or whatnot. You're only yeah. allowed to attack someone in self-defense, kind of thing, which is. I mean, again, I like that because that's world building. Okay. It's like yeah, it's there's like, more to the world than these two nations. I mean, it's let's like, ignore the fact that it's really stupid. It, it is really stupid, what? but I'm like, you know what? Sure. I'll let that slide. My problem is just how contrived every possible time they meet with each other is. <clears> it's like, oh, here you go. Go to the opera, Iska. Oh, you just happen to end up in a seat next to Alice. It's destiny. Yeah, you know this what? Is... You know what? <laughs> Opera's finished. I'm going to go eat. Oh, sorry, we're full. Would you like to share a table with one of our other... Oh, look, it's Iska again. Fuck me. Oh, this is the... Fine, I'm going to order the... Oh, we're ordering the same thing. <laughs> Fuck. This is the six-chapter arc of fuck all happening I'm talking about. Yeah. Because they spent a very long time trying to demonstrate that these people are destined to be with each other and... They are the thing that's going to link the two kingdoms together and their friendship is going to, or their their banging is going to <laughs> cause everything to be okay in the end. And it just spends chapter after chapter after chapter doing fucking nothing. Okay, so I, I, I don't mind romance, so I had no problem with that because I felt it was progressing their story. Oh, I have no well, problem. No, no, I have no problem with romance. The problem is they are quite literally enemies. Like, they, yes. They straight up. There is no situation I can possibly think of where they wouldn't be trying to kill each other from the get go, even in a neutral city, because that is just too high value a target to take out, essentially. It's well, like, no, because they established the that was put an entire extra nation at war with them and others. <sighs> so it's, it's very clearly established that if they would do his here, this would have a massive detriment on the war for them. Eh. Uh, uh... I don't think it would have as big, big an effect as they say. They say this is a neutral city. They don't establish how it's maintained its neutrality in any way. We don't no, know what the it's... Yeah, but presumably this is in between the two nations, or at least nearby, because apparently Iska can get there on a half-day's bus ride. So it's not that far away. Mm -hmm. And somehow this city, this country, I guess, wherever it is, has maintained yeah. its neutrality. It needs a military to back that up. Otherwise, one of the countries would have annexed it. Yeah, that, that's and why I think never it's, hear about that. It's so stupid. Just the concept of there just being a neutral city which has seen no kind of war, and they've all just sort of agreed to not be violent there. And it, it just doesn't make sense. If you've been warring for a hundred years, that shit doesn't apply anymore. And it's just like everyone seems to be following the rules because they've been told to. Like, oh, it wouldn't be cool if we fought here. That's just so like, weird. It to me, that city exists purely for driving the plot forward of having Iskra and Alice meet in circumstances outside of the war. So they Completely can't be like, oh no, we've got to fight. No, I I heavily disagree. You can very easily have like whole planets don't get involved in wars. You can have neighboring nations who aren't in a war. You can, but they have their own militaries. Sure. We've established nothing of the sort in this manga. Why would they that. need to? It's irrelevant to the story. 
because it's relevant to establishing how it's maintained its neutrality. Why? You don't need to do that. You just go, we're going here, it's a neutral city. They spend so long talking about everything else. Why didn't they talk about it? Because that is the focus of the story. Wait, <laughs> the story has focus? isn't the focus of the story. It's just a place the characters can go. Sure, you can call that contrived, but you don't need to know an essay on the back to the history of this nation. No, you don't. But it would be nice to have a panel which just says, this is the neutral city. They have a powerful military which makes sure people don't start shit here. Yeah, or like have a single soldier in the background or something. Just something to show there's a reason for this rather than just it wouldn't be cool if we fought. Uh, we'll have to agree to disagree on that. I guess so. I mean, going back to a previous point, I actually don't mind romance stories at all if they're done well. This one is definitely not done well. It is just these people keep meeting. Yay. Yeah, I do agree with like Phil. Like, there's this is hardly the first one, but like coincidences are nice, but you can't just keep <laughs> piling them on top of each other endlessly. Because at that point, it just gets really annoying. Yeah, like, what's it's the one thing. Good, I have no idea. Go on. Well, the, the phrase is um. Twice as a coincidence, three times as a pattern. Like, which like, one maybe. of these guys is stalking the other? <laughs> that's well, what I want to know. Thing well, is, that's the thing they're like, oh, I got these opera tickets through four lotteries, I, which gives I have multiple questions about. Why did it take <laughs> you four lotteries to get two tickets? Sure, sure. <laughs> but yeah, like that's that that that's a passing coincidence. I can allow that, like, because they were both got them from other sources. So for all I know, that row is designated for competitions or whatever sure sure but in some ways i would feel like the neutral city would have the thought to go you know we're putting all these seats aside for competitions in different countries at war with each other let's maybe keep the empire on one row and <laughs> the country which is on a different row i mean hell even football matches separate the fans yeah <laughs> so it's not a football match it's an opera like no, no i'm ignoring that because that's crap Anyway, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> fuck you. You're wrong. Move on. <laughs> it's not relevant to the point I'm bringing up either. Right. So that's the first coincidence. I can have that. That's fine. Okay. That's a sure. thing. weird. But they didn't look to the other person's side and go, "Wait a minute, you're blank." Especially since Iska fucking sleeps through it like a prick. <laughs> <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> We're really mad about this. Sure, but I'm amazed at some point Alice didn't just go, "Man, that guy's sleep." Wait a minute. But, <laughs> sure, whatever. But then, yeah, it just keeps piling them on top of each other. When they go to the same yeah. restaurant, they they order the exact same thing. They have the literally same taste in pasta oh, and that, art. That and, actually yeah. really fucking annoyed me when they were ordering the food. Literally the same thing, down <laughs> to like same thing. microscopic <laughs> changes in the order. Yeah, like they're like, I want to order this in this way, and then I want this and this with one spoon of sugar, and they're just commenting this huge order in sync. And it's like, no, at some point. That's not how you order. You order one at a time. Like, one no, person at a time, I, please. They could say it at the same time, that's fine, but yeah. It's... No, it's it's impolite, because the fucking waiter's got to write all this, and he's like, like, it's it's a good thing they were ordering the same thing, so otherwise the waiter would be like, I, I, sorry, say that all again, because you were talking over each other. Well, presumably, if they said something different, they'd be like, oh, sorry, will you go first? But anyway. I mean... I would have done that anyway. If even if you're ordering the same thing, you don't just keep talking because you're both ordering the same thing. You're like, no, have no. you not? Have you, you not listened heard. to conversations? People do that all the time. Not when ordering food, though. Yes, when ordering food in any situation. No. 
yeah but uh yeah as i say it, that was kind of the start of like okay right you can calm it down now we get it they're in sync you don't need to literally have them be clones of each other in the way things they like and the way they have pasta like there's a bit this people can you know like each other and not be exactly the same and have the exact same interests so yeah that was kind of it was annoying to see all these just coincidences just pile on top and then to the point where like on their final to the third time they go to the neutral sea they're like i just think she'll be there and then she is like yeah fuck off but yeah i guess we haven't really talked much about alice yet i suppose like we've talked a lot about iska but not so much about alice considering she is one of the other lead protagonists i mean uh, is there anything to say about alice it's gonna say big air quotes around lead i think I mean, other characters only other character <laughs> she, of note she is the only other character of note all her interactions are typically via Iska. Yeah. There's a couple of scenes where she's back in the country of witches, where she might be talking with her mother like once or twice, I think. The only semi-interesting scenes, yep. Yeah, the, the ones where it's like, oh no, here is the great founder suspended above a altar for some reason. Yeah, that was a Look weird how one. the bindings that shackle her are breaking because she is still alive after a hundred years. Sure. Or because you fought with the guy. Uh, the timing on that's a bit weird as well. They're like, Very. oh, she's been alive a hundred years, but she's, as we find out later, has fought with Iska's master. And I was like, yes. uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I I put that down to magical world shenanigans. That's yeah, fair. Um, I'm putting it down to uh, magic sword bullshit. Yep. Because yeah. it's good swords are magic sword bullshit, and he inherited them from his master, who we discovered yes. fought the great founder a hundred years ago ish. Yeah. I mean, well, we, don't, we, we don't know when they fought, to be fair. We know a hundred years ago was when the war started because uh, sure. the great witch went on a bit of a rampage. And then burns the country point, or something. Yeah, and then at some point, Iska's master fought her, and she became imprisoned. Slash went to sleep. Yeah, I think it's more implied that she went into like a kind of hibernation because she lost a big battle or something, or she was like tired from a big battle. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Like yeah, it's got this whole um, because she's got these weird butterfly wing, moth wing things. Yeah, that's her star spirit. They say. Yeah, yeah, that that's the source of her power, and so they're going for an idea of her entering like a chrysalis type state and being reborn and shit like that. It's it's very Just weird and covering, yeah, kind of tacked on, power. Yeah. bit tacked on. Yeah, she is, especially considering that then they bring her back for like the second half of volume two for the actual fight. Mm -hmm. To me, it felt, I don't know if jumping the shark's the right term, but <laughs> I was feeling like this is a big fight to be going in with this early. Like, yeah, I thought that. Because they literally too. like, whoa, she's here. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? She, because, but not really. Yeah, she's sort the of. reason why these two countries are at war. She apparently has so much power that she can cause explosions on a literally nuclear scale she literally has space-time powers space-time yes. she has all the powers as we find out because she has space-time powers yeah so she yeah. can just call them from wherever whenever do whatever the fuck yeah, she wants her, her spirit is like and the spirit of the earth then by the end of the second volume she's been defeated and like this is supposed this is being set up as 
the main antagonist of the whole story. And she is, she just turns up one day in the middle of a field while they're in mid conversation, starts wreaking havoc. And they're like, no, together we must defeat her for some reason. And uh, I think it's more because she's essentially slaughtering. Like she's going to slaughter the neutral place and everything else. So they're like, no, we can't let her run rampage. But yeah, it like even I mean, the way that ends, it feels like this is the end of a big arc, and I'm like, this is volume t- two. What? <laughs> I mean, the thing is, as well, that the whole reason for wanting to take her down is like, oh, she's getting in the way of our fight. Yes, and it's like I, I guess, but eh. That's the thing, like, it's... I, I get, sure, but, like, because Alice is like, I, I want to fight this guy, please let me f- fight this guy, and she's like, and that's you siding with the Empire, die, everybody, including the millions of people. Because she essentially then does her villain speech, and is like, yep, to win this war, I'll just murder everyone if I have to. Whatever it takes. Which was neat. I, li- I like the fact that 100 years has just made her fuck it, I'm just gonna kill everyone. I mean, I think the implication was that was always her attitude, it's just she's been asleep for however long. Sure, but as I, I like the fact that they did just kind of I don't say villain turn, she was always obviously portrayed as like a big threat or something but like she just straight out is like no, here's my reason for murdering everyone no, bye bye mm. but it, to be fair then it's just annoying that they somehow beat the space titan mage in volume 2, even though I'm pretty sure if I throw a space time bomb at you, you die the end <laughs> But he's got magic sword bullshit. That wouldn't stop it. <laughs> he's got magic sword bullshit. Great. I'm not sure how the magic sword bullshit protects you from total time-space annihilation. But because hey. he's throwing magic at him and his sword's cut magic. Try cutting time-space nonsense. It's magic, yeah, so he cuts I, it. That, no. that is the in-law explanation. It's, it's, his swords are crap. His swords are just nonsense for they whatever are. it's needed for that scene. Like, I like when they first establish it of like, this one cuts magic, this one reforms it to help me. I was like, okay, that's neat. But it just very quickly becomes whatever's needed for the fight. So he cuts his way through space time explosions because, sure, that's a because thing it's that can happen. magic and he can cut it. But it's just like, there's magic like I'm cutting some ice, and then there's magic like you don't exist. Like, even, uh, to use another example, Toma in a certain magical index, who essentially has a power where if he punches something with his right fist, it negates that power. He has limitations on that. He can't just... Like, he can break any power, but it's only certain types of powers, and also if you hit him anywhere that isn't his fist, by by Toma, you lose. But it's, in this one, it just felt like, nah, I can just... I'm invincible. I can fight through anything, because I cut it. Yeah, I never got the idea that Isco was ever going to lose any fight for any reason. And why would you believe it now that he's beaten Nebulas? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I would say I think there's two things here in some ways. So the first is the space-time magic that Nebulas uses. It's possible that might just be down to translation, because they do sort of say... They call it the space-time spirit, but they sort of say, oh, it's the memory of the planet, so that's why she can use so much, because essentially she's calling upon the memory of any material the world has ever known or something. 
Well, I think because like she talks about she's connected to all star spirits. So I gathered yeah. that space time was like the ultimate one because it could essentially then be surrogated to be any spirit that's ever existed. Yeah. And sure. I think that's sort of the way they imply it. They just call it space time for yeah. whatever reason. It could also be yet another in a long line of cultural differences that we don't quite understand. Maybe, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, because of course we are limey Brits. Um, we don't necessarily understand all the cultural significance of we, we don't understand this space time i was gonna say i feel like we both understand time and or space no we don't <laughs> I, that, that we do but what i'm saying is it's entirely possible in japanese culture that's related to something else as well that's what i'm saying um, yeah so I, I could see it being like a weird mistranslation just with like how the kanji are read or something, maybe maybe sure. it's sort of to, down to, to me it just seemed like this is a nice this is a logical way to have the her be the strongest of the yeah. witches. Except, you know, she loses immediately. She's not at her full power, Mike. It doesn't count. <laughs> the the other thing I would say as well is sort of related to Iska's sword. So as you said, they one of them can cut magic is the way they sure. describe yeah. it, like can cut it and dissipate it. Sure. And I I'll buy that. Yeah, I, I can buy that, and I suppose the issue you might be having with it, Sean, I guess, is at what point does something stop being magic he can cut through, I guess? So you're sort of saying, like, to use like the certain magical index example, yeah, like uh, you've got Accelerator who can manipulate Vector so he can create a swirling vortex. Tom can't punch the vortex and stop it because the vortex isn't a power itself. Yeah, or he can punch accelerate and stop the force he's applying to it, kind of thing. I in this manga, I could kind of get it would be as though Toma could because the swirling vortex would be magic as well. See, I could almost agree with you, but then in a attack before that, she does fire, and he's like, "Whoa, I can't stop the magma because that's not made by the magic." It's what like, is that? Uh... <laughs> so this is, I don't know, I didn't quite follow that because the art was a bit difficult to follow. Yeah, this. that's I don't the other know. thing. Yeah. Like, the art and writing makes it hard to follow the fights. So I don't know if it's just a case of, like, did she just, like, send a big blast of fire out, which he perhaps could cut, but that then melted all the sand they were standing on because they're in the desert, which turned it to magma, and he can't do anything about that, maybe? That's what I that's took. not magic. It. Yeah, that, that's what I got from it. I, I, as I say, I struggled, and again, maybe that's why I'm because I, to me, it was just she's thrown a space time. Oh, don't get me wrong. I, I completely think it was all bullshit anyway. Cause she's yeah, yeah. flying up in the air and now here. They're making well. it up as they go along. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and then he beats her with an ice seed, which is like, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why would she be phased by ice? Well, it's because the ice seed was something Alice gave to him, which deploys her big defensive shield, which is like the strongest okay. ever. And that's not going to stop can't... her. <laughs> no, I agree with you there. Yeah, absolutely not. It's like, here's a big shield in your face. Okay, I'll blow it up. Like I do with everything. That's my first... Well, I think, isn't the point she does, but then he teleports yeah, he behind her. uses it as a distraction. I think the idea is he cuts through he, it he, to cut her or something. I don't know. He, basically, he uses it and he cuts off he wins. her wing. He cuts off her wing, goes, which wins the fight. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. she teleports back to the home cunt. Uh, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Because that's she's, the thing. She's not there. So. At, it's at, not at very the start well explained. of the fight, it's implied that it's just their consciousness, but then she wakes up and vanishes from the home country. So, 
and when you introduce space time to things like yeah. sure oh don't don't worry i'm just waiting for the moment where it's revealed she's actually like the kid from like 50 years who's traveled please back no. in time and please no i mean i will say like giving every some praise i did like her design sure not sure. not giving yes, her a top that man over there <laughs> yeah. Not giving her a top is stupid because then ninety percent of the powers have to be her, just with her arms conveniently folded in front of her chest, mm. sure. or hair, or hair, or other ways that you can magically make sure you don't see the booby. Mm-hmm. But it's fine, Sean. She's over a hundred years old. Exactly. It's a okay. It's like, oh yeah, old woman titty. I I <laughs> like I like that kind of design. I don't know. Like she she definitely has an aura of cool and imposing, uh, regardless of how the story pans out. So I, I didn't mind her design top look. I'll say, yeah, to yeah. The side. Yeah. As, as, to be fair, I liked a lot of the character designs in this. It, like, as useless as 90% of the characters are, and as much as I hate the captain's cleavage. Sure. I, the character designs are all pretty neat, considering you only see most of them for five minutes. It does delve a bit into the anime wardrobe. I was going to say, I just generally... I have trouble telling some of them apart at times. Like I outside of, didn't. Outside of like the main do. characters and Nebulous because, um, well... She's dark. Yes, that's one way to phrase it. I guess she's... I mean, she's dark-skinned, yes. <sighs> no one else yeah, I don't, is. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if she's dark-skinned or if it's... A... I mean, that's the way Weird. she's drawn in the manga. <laughs> Whether that's yeah, how no, it will actually no, I... when it becomes an anime, who knows, but... But I mean more like I don't know if it's just like because of a magic or something's like uh Alice is as white as everyone. So I don't yeah, it's weird. Yeah, so that was the I I I don't know if I got confused about this from your explanations earlier, because I thought Alice was Nebulous's granddaughter, but then the way you're phrasing it seems like Nebulous and the founder are too different. No, they're the same person. So she is her granddaughter. I I as say maybe I don't know mm. I didn't I don't remember reading anything that said she was a granddaughter but they do imply she's descended from her at the very least so granddaughter yeah. great granddaughter whatever okay because she's she's what they call a pure blood witch which means she's descended from Nebula yeah a direct descendant yeah yeah and it bears no bears no resemblance the like there's there's no point to any of it it's like yeah she's the descendant who cares. Why do you care? No. Like, she's rebelling that. against her family, my... Oh, no, okay, from that point, yes. But what I more mean is the reason why uh, Iske gets involved in the story in the first place is that he's been sent out to go after the descent of this person. Yeah. Why? Yeah. He's been why sent though? to go after Alice because that's what the Empire wants to, for him to prove his loyalty, effectively. Um, well, no, yeah, it's, not, nice. it's not stupid, because she's presented as like one of the biggest threats to the Empire. Like, And she, I think they say she's only appeared in like the year he's been imprisoned as well. So okay, I didn't, uh, I didn't pick up on that one. Like she, yeah, she's, only yeah. she's essentially, if you had like a most wanted or a top threats list, she's in like the top five, as it were. Yeah, because, well, they, they do say because she is what they call a pure blood witch, she is more powerful. Yeah. Because apparently... The pure-blooded witches are more powerful for reasons. Direct descendants. Well, I know, yeah, I think uh, it's yeah. that they're connected to stronger star spirits or something like that. M- so. Maybe, yeah. They do give some sort of hand-wavy explanation, like, these characters are important, deal with it. 
Yeah, it is. It is literally. I like... mean, you do. She does showcase her powers more than pretty much anyone yeah. else when she makes giant fields of ice or giant ice paths or massive shields. Well, here's sure. the thing, though. She's like the. There's only two witches we actually see do anything in these two volumes, which is Alice and Nebulous. Rin. Rin does uh, her I suppose, I suppose. Yeah, there is do, some a bit of a bit of Rin. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. She's always completely outclassed, but you see it. Well, something. the thing is, like, we don't really have much point of reference in some way to say oh my god these people are so powerful because yeah what does the average it does, go it does like just go well that's the thing you see like the guys casting fireballs and that but that's about it otherwise after that it does immediately go to these are the strongest people yeah and we'll start from there i mean yeah so much for your world building <laughs> it's yeah. still world build there's still world building i just freely admit that it the power ramp starts at the top of the ramp it's a thing we see with a lot of manga we've read so far it's the idea the power creep is all over the place uh you don't really get a good scale of what is and isn't powerful because it's just if you're just given the only examples you're given are the most powerful people even solo leveling did that to an extent not as bad that's the thing in this isekai era it's gem like the leap attack this generally has to be the greatest or like insanely strong because that's what the kids want to read i guess sure but normally even in like a lot of isekai you normally have in in like the first few chapters where the character might be learning about their stupid overpoweredness mm-hmm. normally went to go with the very cliched isekai when they go to the adventurers guild it's like oh well a rank f person can beat two goblins without problem or whatever yeah. and a, an a rank can take out this and that and you sort of get a kind of idea of power scales that way so then when the main character just goes oh but i just killed like an ancient black dragon over there in like five seconds you can go oh so he's top dog got it it sort of kind of sets your power level expectations that way, whereas this just goes, yeah, these people are the most powerful, and it's like, yeah, but okay. that's that's telling you rather than showing you. And I mean, this does it that is, to what? a degree when he bodies the generic mages to show that he's so far above them. It does, but again, it's in some ways the difference is it does tell us that she is the most powerful, but it doesn't tell us by how much. I suppose is the difference. That's that's fair from her side. Yeah. That's- like we're we're just told she is one of the most powerful witches. Like great, but by like, is she only just one of the most powerful? Is she like a once in a lifetime kind of thing? I, yeah, I'm guess I'm guessing they're keeping it vague just so later yeah. on they can reveal something even more powerful. Well, one of the chapters refers to her, I think, having two sisters and who we haven't seen yet, and presumably they're stronger, but because that would be the way this would usually go. Mm-hmm. Sure, especially if she's like the. I don't want to say hated child, it seems, but she definitely seems like the the child that her mother's like, keep an eye on that one. Yeah, because uh, Alice has got like artwork from an empire artist in her room. And how scandalous. What a villain. I mean, I get, I get I, that. I, get, but... <laughs> I, I do get it, but it's just like... It, it works in, on like, yeah, she likes things from the empire because it's just art. And then it also works on like, no, how dare you go against mother? You will worship this nation and no one else. Well, to be fair, the the queen doesn't frame it like that. She's like, you know, she might as well. like you like what you want, but if like the general populace learned of this, it would be outrageous, kind of thing, like scandalous, scandalous. Yeah. Both sides to kind of encourage blind devotion. Like she's like, don't look, don't get Rin to do intelligence for you. Don't get your maid to do that. Let us do it, so we can feed you the facts we want you to know. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, it's just kind of like, well, why wouldn't she go to them for the intelligence instead of getting? Because she doesn't it. trust them, Phil. Well, the point is, like, yeah, that's I'd... the thing. They they have they have like swinging smartness. Like sometimes they'll be really kind of smart and like, yeah, if I die, they'll just be replaced. I'm not that worthless. And then at other times, they'll just act completely stupidly. Like, peace talks will solve everything. Like, yeah. 100 years. Of course they will, buddy. Go you. Yeah. <laughs> As another thing this, this manga does have a habit of doing, boiling everything down to, like, the simplest of terms. It's like, now, together, we will fight this thing, and we will win together. Like, okay, yeah, but why would you? Like, after 100 years of war, why would you? Uh, doing this one thing will solve all our problems, but after 100 years, why would it? It does it a lot. And yeah. it's annoying. <laughs> it's it's not my biggest takeaway from this, but it is very very annoying. This whole thing annoyed and bored me. I've never had so much information and been so bored. Like out of everything we've read so far for this show, this is the most boring one so far. And wow. I, it, yeah, I know. <laughs> like consider what we've read so far, and like we've even had one which had a detailed discussion on ethics. I didn't find that boring. I well, found this boring. I'd be surprised if you did, <laughs> knowing you. <laughs> Fair, but uh, just I, I found myself from page to page being like, oh, cool, I don't care. Oh, okay, cool, I don't care. Even like the action scenes, because of the artwork being so busy all the time, it was so hard to get connected to anything. It just, oh, just couldn't bring myself to care. Last week was tiring. Sorry, last episode was tiring, reading Grand Blue. <laughs> But this one was tiring on a different... There was like a... Just constantly having to put in energy to find some sort of connection to this to this story. And I just couldn't find any threads to pull on. It was... Oh, it, was it was tough, man. I, could, I barely could get through this one. Damn. Yeah. Well, damn. Scathing, I know, but it's... it's oh, yeah, yeah. This is the... Nothing is worse than grumbling. But, um... well, no, that was awful. But that's the thing. <laughs> That was awful, and because of how awful it was, I got some energy from it. You you were fueled by rage. <laughs> sure, you yeah. hate Reddit. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't hate Reddit. I no, love no, Reddit. Reddit, Reddit's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I but this one is just like, okay, sure, I guess that's happening. Why do I care again? Like, because I don't think they cared. That's the thing. I don't think the people who wrote this cared about what they were writing. The sheer fact that they're willing to just pull so much stuff out of their ass. It's like, it's, it's weirdly by the numbers in terms of, it's like an isekai without the isekai of it all. Sure. <laughs> it, just, it just keeps going. And I'm not saying this one defeated me, but I do feel <laughs> defeated. You know? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's like, I can't summon rage for this one. I know that's the only thing people listen to this for. <laughs> No, no, I love, I love hearing your takes and your banter. <laughs> I mean, I love hearing Phil's takes and banter, even if I do sometimes get mad and t- say nasty words and swear words at him. <laughs> oh, we love Phil. <laughs> but do I'm we? Until he gives us more trash and then I <laughs> Yeah, we, we love him on a fluctuating level from week <laughs> to week. Like, how is it this week? This is a love Phil week. How is it this week? This is a Don't Phil steady Phil on. I, we haven't got to a love Phil week yet. Steady on. <laughs> Hey, I like hey. I like solo leveling. Like solo leveling. There's a few others you were all right on, even if you I've, didn't consider reading more of them. I've not read more of anything yet, Phil. So you've not you know. no, but 
no one cares about your opinion. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> Can't wait for that to be edited out. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Dictate you only care you about say. my opinion. <laughs> Just like the empires. <laughs> like these episodes, we talked about at the beginning of it, how this is starting to push two hours long. Imagine what didn't make the edit. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. Oh, Jesus. God damn. Just breakdowns. <laughs> oh, dear. Just all the rants about bleach and... <laughs> no, I've not so... cut any of those yet, you know. <laughs> You're just like, one week's going to be, so let's talk about bleach. And yeah, I just didn't really like this one. <laughs> just like a really oh, conspicuous yeah, you, cut. Yeah. As we've recorded this, I've not edited the the episode before it yet, and I can't really edit it out now that I've referenced this episode that filled like 30 minutes in the overall section. But you have no <laughs> idea how happen. tempted I was to just take a ratchet to that. I'll just do it for all I care. <laughs> I can't now, because people will be like, where is it? Release the uncut cut. <laughs> Release the Snyder cut of the podcast. Well, that's the genius thing of editing, Sean. You can edit out the part where you said I had a 30-minute rant in this episode. Oh, no. Oh now you're, now you're chain editing because you have Whoa. to edit out that part and oh. this part no. and the part You've got to maintain the continuity. It's <laughs> too much effort, man. Just... Fuck it. Uh... Be lazy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that little effort, mate. I've got, to, I've got to edit out all our magical sound effects you make along the way. <laughs> Yeah, chairs rocking or people going. <gasps> yeah, <sighs> I'm glad I'm an inconvenience to you. Thanks, buddy. So I'm glad uh, my chair inconveniences you. It's not yours. It's, it's, <laughs> definitely, it's, it's definitely definitely Mike's. Mine. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because mine creaks a lot. Mine's yours so is, loud. <laughs> yours has never come up, but we've gone way off topic here. So <laughs> I, get, I feel like we've kind of. I don't know. Does anyone else have any main points they want to bring up? Because I feel like we burnt ourselves out on this one. <laughs> the matter of speaking, yes. I suppose the only last, the only last thing to uh, bring up is just at the end of that volume two. Obviously, we yes. do have that, we have that fight with Nebulous, and then at the end, you sort of get like a two, three page cut to like the grand apostles being like, "Ah, yes, all according to Keikaku." Mm. Yep. Being sure. Like, yes. Yeah. Just, just being like, oh, yes. Just sort of more setting up them to be the villains, I guess. I, I treat both of the leaders as the villains. Like, I treat Mother as the villain, as the eight people as the villains. Essentially, everyone is the villains except the leads. There's, there's sort of like little... I don't want to say hints. There's, there's bits of like foreshadowing, I guess, sort of dotted in a few chapters where it's like, yeah, those, those Grand Apostles are up to some shady shit and they're not just letting Iska free for no reason, even if they're saying like, "Oh yeah, just go, go catch Alice for us," you know. That that's all we want. It's like, nah, it's probably not all they want. In fairness, I think he cottons onto that as well. Like, yeah, yeah is, they, they wouldn't yeah. have released me this early and given me all my shit back. Well, they do. I don't know if we actually mentioned it. The the magic bullshit swords he has apparently only he can wield them. Yep. Because they don't ex- really explain why. She's like, yeah, only you can wield them. It's like, okay, good. Only you, Kirito, can dual wield blades. It's impossible for everyone else. I mean, it takes him a solid five minutes to get that second sword out. No, no, I'll stop the rant. <laughs> this, is, this isn't the sword art rant. Uh... <laughs> One day, man. One day. <laughs> no. 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 That boat's no. been and sailed in 2012. They keep remaking it. There's time. They don't remake it, it just keeps going, Mike. 
there's still time. <sighs> but did, did you did you have something you wanted to say, Mike? There, I think before. Oh, I was just gonna say. Do you, do you want to know who I think the uh, main antagonist is gonna be? Go on, man. I don't care. Okay. Who's that character? I didn't remember that one. <laughs> uh, uh, you'd be right for not remembering them. Everyone was so damn forgettable in this. Clearly, oh. the uh, main antagonist is going to be Jin, the other male character in the series. See, I don't know if that's a joke or not. Um, who, who knows? I mean, the, he- they, the way they portray pretty much everyone who isn't like directly linked to the main characters is potentially a villain. I mean, heck, that commander yeah. who we say appears twice, the way she's like, uh, like it's implied she knows what he or he, sorry, I don't even know which gender they are. It's like sure. they know what's yeah. going on at this point. Mm. Yeah, the, it's it's implied they are because they're. It is briefly mentioned they are also a holy apostle and basically the right hand of the emperor, who we have no idea about. Like, I'm not going to lie, it's called the empire. It didn't really occur to me they had an emperor until they like, oh yeah, this person's the right hand of the emperor. It's like, ah, oh, that, that yeah. is what an empire means. That, that makes sense. They probably do have an emperor. That that's all that's ever come up from that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's. I mean, hey, it's it's for two volumes. It's a little early days to be like that, I, or maybe not. I don't know, but that didn't bother me but so much. It was just, yeah. I guess it didn't bother me, but considering where does this sounds coming from? Someone living in the United Kingdom, you would expect the leader of the empire, the emperor, to play a more prominent role. It's like you've never watched Bleach. It's like I've never, it's like I've never watched Bleach. You're not Look, wrong. All right, they're too important to get involved in fights, even though they're the strongest by a country mile. Yeah, so. or Full Metal Alchemist, or any other anime. <laughs> it's not an anime yet. It's a month. Give it a month. I mean, sure. by the time this episode airs, it's like a week, two weeks. Sure. A month. Is it? Is it? Because this will be coming out mid September. Mid September. Is this airing mid October then? I, I don't know. Uh, it's in October. Who did. Whatever. Follow our Twitter to find out when we will announce <laughs> when it is. Because <laughs> we are the production committee now. No. I, right. Okay. I, uh, We'll we'll wrap this up and bring this to a close. Then. Oh, I'm so, I'm fucking done. No, great. <laughs> so so Mike, we've got another hour and a half to record yet, guys. <laughs> no. So so Mike, uh, I've an extra question for you this week. First of all, we're like, would you read more? And secondly, what would this be coming in anime soon? Would you watch it? So I can answer both with the same two word statement. Hell yes. Fuck no. <laughs> God, like I I honestly I've watched some shit over the years and i've read some shit over the years i don't want to i i don't want to do this to myself i have watched <laughs> sword art online multiple times why I, because i watched it once on my own and then i okay, watched it and once, then you stopped <laughs> and then i watched it once with my partner because she wanted proof that it actually goes that wrong <laughs> and I've, I've watched that multiple times and i would definitely not subject myself to a anime or more of this can, can I, I just I, say that's that's even more staggering in some ways because uh, as I learned in the last week, I guess, mm-hmm. Mike, not only have you watched, you enjoyed Dokoro Chan. <laughs> yeah. you, you did what now? <laughs> this 
Wow. Well, that you... is true. And not for the reason you guys listening are assuming. He's not in the next episode, I tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm in prison. <laughs> not for that reason. It's... <laughs> I didn't think for that reason. Christ, I just think it's a shit show. <laughs> I feel like this is a rant for a different... Hang on, you hated Grand Blue, but you like Dokoro-chan. That's because Dokoro-chan is different. <laughs> okay. I'm oh, so glad I brought that up. Oh. <laughs> I feel like this is a thing which I'm going to leave as a mystery until people demand that I talk about it. Uh, great, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Right. <laughs> Phil, would you... Would you... Hi. So obviously you you read this uh, as I, I mentioned it's, why. it's out in it's out in shops now. So firstly, like, would you buy it? Uh, bear in mind, there's only a few volumes as well at the moment. And uh, secondly, uh, will you or would you watch the anime when it comes out? I would not buy this. I uh, no no uh, no. I think this is somewhat of a first for this show. Phil hates something he reads. No, uh, I said I want my Rent-A-Girlfriend. I was going to say, you trashed Rent-A-Girlfriend as well, but I think this is the first time since then. Yeah, but uh... Rent-A-Girlfriend's a little bit different, because you said you've been reading it up to date, and it's got however yes. many hundreds of chapters, and you're like, I don't know why, I just keep reading it. This yeah, one, you're just very much like... I am. Um, <laughs> even with this one, I'm a bit like, why do I keep reading this? It's just... <laughs> As you say, it's almost a bit of an effort to read it. It's so much effort. Like, it's not really, but it's just like, I read it, I'm just like, I just don't care. It's like, oh no, this thing's happened to this character. It's like, great, but this is like the first time they've had any importance. Why do I care? Yep. And that that's just kind of like how the whole... And as I say, in some ways, it's just like, there's just more and more of the random coincidences. Like, oh, we both happen to be in this other city again we bump into it's like no no it's it's a lot of a lot of things just needle at you like one. yeah i'm i'm in some ways i almost hope in like 20 chapters or whatever it's revealed that like ah oh, yes there's a puppeteer just dancing above them all like yes yes go to the opera together <laughs> just because at least then i could be like oh thank fuck they're not just bumping into each other on every fucking time they'd leave the house like ah in fairness i could believe that the commander character is the one doing that i can believe they're doing that to iska but then it becomes how are they doing it with alice it's a whole thing all according to kk yeah yeah it's puppeteering it easy yeah well it's, it's more like i can understand you can like puppeteer someone to be like oh here's a ticket to the opera go to the opera here's a ticket to the art gallery go to the art gallery you're very bad at puppeteering phil you don't just give it to them uh, well that's exactly, what, that's exactly what happens, what happens. <laughs> you give it to other people and they pass it yeah, on yeah yeah all right <laughs> the thing is that only works for the person in your country here they can't affect the person in the other country as far as i'm aware we've seen no indication that Sure. anyone that has that capability so it is still just pure coincidence like okay I've got to give them the ticket to this opera and hope Alice is also going to the opera at the same day and is sat in the same seat next no pure coincidence but she, she won it through four lotteries Phil won it who through... organised the lotteries <laughs> yeah basically and yeah. but as for what I watch it 
if it's on if it's on a service you're on if it's on a service i'm one i might watch one or two episodes just to see what it's like in animated form i don't think it's something i would finish watching though right. especially given that i know those first couple of episodes are just going to be a, a drag slog, yeah <laughs> like actually to be fair if they just burst through that like volume worth of coincidences in like but they can't episode. they can't do that because there's only 26 chapters yeah. if they start bursting through things they'll be out of content oh <laughs> fucking it... hell imagine what the filler for this would be like <laughs> oh <laughs> All I'm saying is if this kind of tournament arc I'd be sold. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh man. Fucking hell, I didn't even think about the filler. This whole thing <laughs> reads like filler, doesn't it? It's, it's like it's the filler for something else. <laughs> but uh Yeah, I mean nah. I I had don't see it having more than twelve episodes anyway. Sure. I know, I it'll it has to be twelve episodes. They couldn't fill twenty six. I, th- I feel I mean, it might be able to, but our most succinct opinion on this yet is just nah. It's just eh. eh. But how about Sean? Yeah, how about me? So um, I'm not nearly as negative on this as you two are. Like as you may have picked up from my often defenses, like the world building and the characters. Sure. I've no problem with the world building. I sure, know. but I, I, that's the thing. I was I was leaping to its defense a lot more. It's the the point is more. I'm going. I've probably you've probably noticed I've been a lot more positive on this than uh, Phil and Mike have throughout this episode. I am peeved by this one because it has a lot of elements that I like and stuff that I've read. So like I like shonen fights and this has shonen fights. I like romance and this has romance. I like oh no, we're star-crossed lovers on the opposite side of a battlefield. Yeah, Romeo and Juliet. Even though I've never read Romeo and Juliet. But like I like that kind of stuff. Like heck, I loved um Zetsu and No Tempest years and years back, and that was half half of that was Romeo and Juliet. No, no. It was Romeo and Juliet meets Tempest. Yeah, no, it was brilliant. Tempest was brilliant because it had that one point in time where you would watch an episode and go, wait, nothing fucking happened, but I loved it. Yeah, it was that oh that's is art, that show. And but yeah, so the point is like that. There are lots of elements in this that I should like, but they're all executed pretty poorly. Like the fights, they define the powers, at least for Iska, but then the fights are just wibbly wibbly woo. The romance is just we say the same things in sync or at the same places. The 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 Starcross love like the whole we're on the opposite side of the battlefield thing is a bit awkward when there's no other fights or characters really fighting from these nations. So it's like it's got element. It's got all the elements I should like, but the the execution of all the writing, the art, just make feels off and just never gets me into it. So, I, but that being said, if this was done with say script supervisors and mm. with art direction, like in say an anime, sure. I could see this being all right if they managed to like fix or patch up the like give more time to say the fights and giving that a bit more grounding and all that so you can clearly see what's happening in the fight rather than just uh, I think he used that sword to do something. I suspect the fights will get a bit more focus in the anime. Yeah, and Mm. then with someone writing it going okay, we'll tweak this scene here, we'll add a bit more here, we won't have him fall asleep in an opera here. Mm. Just... (laughs) Oh no, that'll that'll make the anime. Yeah, Yeah, that'll make the anime. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. like, when it's not just the vision of and I know Mango isn't just the vision of two people there's always editors and other people involved but I feel like when you've got like that committee sure. this could turn out alright because I like a lot of the concepts and ideas in this just the execution isn't brilliant so would I, would I buy more or like read more not in the format of manga and because it's the same writer not in the format of a light novel but I will probably give the anime a try to see if that fixes some of the flaws of this and make let's see if that's like the best representation of this story because i feel if it is the best representation of his story it has a chance i don't think it'll be the best thing i've ever seen but i could see it being mildly enjoyable yeah, well, your funeral <laughs> look forward to me in however many episodes time going i regret saying that i regret mm -hmm. everything it's trash oh god <laughs> it'll be the next thing we mock you for yeah but uh wow is this is this the first episode where I've been the most positive of the three of us? It's bound uh, to happen eventually. Yeah, probably. I damn, damn. Miracles do happen. <laughs> so, so yeah, there you have it. I, I thought it was okay, but these two have chucked it in the trash. So, <laughs> overall, it's an eh, eh but, uh, Trashed and hard. Yeah, pretty much. But again, if you want to check this out for yourself, as I mentioned, Yen Press have licensed it, so you can buy three volumes of the light novel, two volumes of manga, next one's out. Uh, this month as we go live and obviously the anime hopefully should be airing next month uh will if it's been picked up we'll have it in the show notes if not keep an eye on our twitter or just you know follow crunchyroll animation animation funimation and such and no doubt one of them will talk about it because this seems like the exact kind of thing that one of them would pick up so let's wrap this up mike where can they find you on the world of the interweb uh, they can find me both at Twitch and on Twitter, twitch.tv slash Berserker, B-E-R-S-E-K-R-E-R, -E -E and Twitter at B-E-R-S-E-K-R-E-R. -E -E Berserker, that's me, video games and whatnot, mostly. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's a good time, and hey, I mean, we've recently been playing like some Risk of Rain 2 for the first time, that was, we that was good fun. And uh, but it's not just Mike. I mean, heck, you might see me or Phil drop in on the streams. But uh, Phil, where can they find you on the Twitters? On the Twitters? I mean, unless you've signed up to another website, I don't know about that you want to promote. Oh, uh, sure. You can find my OnlyFans at Finaxi and After Dark. <laughs> Ooh, it's always After Dark, Mike. <laughs> uh, no, uh, you can find me on. Twitter at Phenaxian, P-H-E-N-A-X-K-I-A-N. Brilliant. And I am available at King S-L-A-Z-O-K-I-N-G, for trash opinions on games and gacha and anime. Actually, not really anime. I barely watch anime these days. But mm. yeah, you can, you can find my trash opinions on there. Uh, you can follow this whole podcast at TrashBangerCast, and that'll give you uh, notices the moment shows go live, as well as uh, promoting some cool random other mangas and other things that are going on so uh give us a follow on the twitter uh this podcast is available on all major podcasting services i didn't promote this at the start holy shit uh so we're available on apple we're available on spotify we're available on stitcher we're available on TuneIn, and we heard what you were saying you were like what about google podcast sean how come you've taken 20 years to get on there well the wait is over we are now <laughs> available on google podcasts i don't know what i did that fixed that problem but it's here we're here now we're on all major podcast providers I don't finally i don't believe you there's no proof of this <laughs> no proof there is in fact proof if you scroll up in this very discord <laughs> Nah, sure. fake news. 
Fake, mm. fake news. Got it. But so, yeah. Uh, and hey, if, you, if you've got an Android device or something that can access Google Podcasts, please uh, subscribe to us. Give us a five-star review. Heck, do that on all the services you can access. Do it on Apple Podcasts. Do it on Spotify and Stitcher and TuneIn. If you've got an Alexa, listen to Trash Mega Friends through that. That's what the whole point of TuneIn is for. Go out and buy one and then three. <laughs> Just for this podcast. Heck Follow us yeah. on OnlyFans. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why well, you gotta be weird, Mike? Yeah, just. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh. I thought. You know, I, thought you know what? I was reading. I was reading no, the room. No, no, Mike, you're you're done with this podcast, Mike. Now you can <laughs> you can step down because now is the time where I throw to Phil for the tease of next time. What will happen in episode number ten? Uh, well, episode number ten. Let's go from a pair of star-crossed lovers to a pair of newlyweds and see day in their life or you know more than one day i guess but yeah in fact two volumes worth of days in their lives about two volumes worth that may or may not be more than or less than one day oh so they are actual married people in manga which we will be discussing next time so we'll see you in a fortnight and until then take care goodbye god bless mwah etc you're not allowed to talk mike shut up Oh my god, Mike. (laughs) Back in the closet, Rage Monkey. (laughs) Exactly. Bye.